here it comes. The latest people, trends, and news on sustainable living in and around our corner of the country. Down to Earth with Mrs. Green. Spotlight on the Southwest. And now, Mrs. Green. Welcome, everybody. You are indeed listening to Down to Earth with Mrs. Green, Spotlight on the Southwest. I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, and as always, I thank you for listening and for being a part of Mrs. Green's world. It means the world to the Mrs. Green's world team. First of all, I'd like to thank our sponsor for our show today, Tucson Medical Center, and do my own shout-out about their support of Mrs. Green's world mission and vision And we are just one of many examples of how Tucson Medical Center celebrates and supports organizations and people who are are aligned with their mission and values. I'm proud that they are a supporter of Mrs. Green's World, very proud to be aligned with them. And I just want to add that for over 70 years, members of our community have counted on TMC to be here for them when they are at their most vulnerable They know that they have been entrusted with this legacy and they take it very seriously and they continue the tradition of improving the health and the well-being of people of Southern Arizona on many fronts. And we've done quite an impressive series with Julia Strange um, and Nancy Johnson from El Rio, just about the magnitude and scope of the things they're doing, the creative partnerships, and I continue to sing their praises and get new surprises every day. So now... Our show today is all about heart, as in taking care of our own hearts. Please join me in welcoming Mike Urquhart. Mike is an exercise physiologist at TMC's Cardiac Rehab. Welcome to Mrs. Green's World, Mike. It's great to have you here. (laughs) Thank you, Gina. It's great to be here. And I have a lot of questions. Go right ahead. I really do. Hopefully, I'll have some answers for you. You will. I think some of these, it's it's not, we're not going to play stump Mike. Okay. Um, But I always like to start the show with finding out a little bit about my guests. So can you share a little bit about your background and how it got you to be here sitting in my studio to share with us about cardiac? (laughs) All right, Gina, I'll I'll do my best um, and see if I can shorten it to 30 minutes. Okay, (laughs) we'll we'll just extend the show if you need more time. But, uh, you know, ever since, uh, you know, even as a young child, I've really been, been into fitness, into physiology. And so I went to college uh, studying exercise physiology, then to grad school and studied physiology. And once I left that, I went into research, went into neurologic, uh, sorry, neurophysiology research, did a lot of work with uh, Parkinson's disease. And, but my still, my passion was for uh, muscle physiology and went from muscle physiology uh, to cardiac muscle physiology. And that's where I am now with uh, the cardiac rehab department at TMC. And so what I, what I do is really watch and see how the heart muscle adapts to, you know, one, even to the disease state and then one to a state of wellness through exercise, through uh, eating properly, through, you know, even just other lifestyle changes that include um, stress management, that includes cessation of smoking. And it's amazing how the heart will adapt to those sorts of changes. And does it respond rather quickly or does it depend on what you've, what pattern you've changed? Like if you stop smoking, it gets healthier more quickly or exercise starts you on a path. Is there 
a quick path to health, heart, healthy hearts? Well, uh, you know, we could say there is a quick path, but, you know, in any case, in any one of those series, you know, either stop smoking or including exercise, reducing your stress, you know, there is a time period. You know, everybody wants it to happen quick. But right. what I usually say to a lot of my patients is you have to be patient with yourself. You know, this didn't happen to you right. all Right. It took once. you a long time took, to get here. Exactly. It's going to take you some time to It'll get back. It'll take you some time to get back. Exactly. So give us a sense of the scope of the cardiac rehab department at TMC. So the cardiac rehab department at TMC, what we do, and I, I've kind of adopted this phrase, we uh, train your heart and we train your mind. Um, but basically, during a cardiac rehab session, we have patients come in. Uh, first of all, uh, it's an evaluation process. We run you through a few tests to see what your heart can sustain during a future exercise visit. And that's it. Uh, that's an evaluation period. And what we also like to do is when you exercise, you are fully, uh, fully monitored you have EKG telemetry on while you exercise. So that while you're exercising, we're actually watching your heart. We're actually watching the electrical signals of your heart. And so a lot of times, if anything were to go wrong, which, you know, most of the times nothing happens, but if anything were to go wrong, we see it on screen you're right before, there. You, before you actually even feel anything going on. And so what we typically do is we'll slow you down, we'll speed you up. If you look good, we'll speed you up. <laughs> and uh, a lot of our patients are, you know, they're a little apprehensive about that. <laughs> but, you know, after a while, everybody looks forward to that because they know that they're progressing. Making they know progress. That so they, that's exactly. the mind-heart thing. That is the mind-heart thing. Is the cardiac rehab unit, is it just for people who have experienced some type of heart disease or surgery or who... Who do you get to serve? Yes, uh, it is only for people that have experienced some sort of heart disease. And um, I'm, I'll just leave it at that, just because uh, there's some uh, insurance criteria for that. Right. For utilizing cardiac rehab. <laughs> of course. Right. But I, I have a personal story, and I was very yes. excited to share this with you and get some feedback. Um, my dad had quadruple bypass. You know, he's, he's long since passed, but... Mm. He was a really neat guy. Depression was not part of his DNA. And after that, he really suffered from depression. Right. And it was like, it was so weird to Certainly. see my dad, my big, strong, tough Mick dad, depressed. And it was the days before HIPAA was strictly enforced. Sure. And, or maybe didn't even exist. And I got to talk to his doctor. And the doctor said, he's got to go to cardio rehab because if not, it's it happens to some patients. It doesn't happen to others, but you've got to figure out. So you know, my mom and I worked with him to go, and you know, part of that toughness that he was, and it wasn't a macho toughness. Mm -hmm. He was just the strong guy. Um, like I don't want to go to rehab. Well, he went, and it was transformative. Like it was transformative, and he lived another twenty years. Right. I think right. he might have died if he didn't do it. And right. I'm not kidding. Exactly. He was sinking deeper and deeper. Right. So, I mean, you've touched on so many things that a lot of our patients experience through through the whole process. They start off, you know, being very, very negative on the whole process. But once they get started, you kind of start seeing this little fire build in them. Like, oh my gosh, this is great. Why haven't I done this before? Why haven't, you know, why hasn't somebody suggested this to me before? But, you know, we start with people that, you know, are 
you know, just very negative. And after a few sessions, they start talking to people that are in the facility already that are already doing their cardiac rehab. And they see people that, oh my gosh, why is he in cardiac rehab? Only to find out that the person has had the same procedure that they had. And that starting off, they were the same way. That and helped so now, my dad. You nailed exactly. it. That helped my dad. And um, I will, you know, I will uh, plug one of the gyms that's, uh, that TMC has. It's called uh, Optimal Results Gym 2, and it's located at El Dorado. And at El Dorado is a senior center um, that's uh, part of uh, TMC. But at this gym, there are people that used to be in our phase two program that progressed to a phase three program that are now exercising on their own. And the number Which is one what reason, you ultimately want. Right, exactly. And and these people have been exercising with each other not two years, not three years, some of them twenty years. Oh and they still maintain that bond right there in that gym. And it's one of those things that you couldn't have planned anything like that. No. But they've they've created exactly. community, which they've is created everything. A they've created community, and it's it's support. You know, they exchange recipes, they go on trips, they do everything together, and that is my biggest hope for all of our patients. You know, if if they join the uh, uh, OR gym too, that's great. But what I'd like to see is some kind of bonding to or an adherence to an exercise program outside of cardiac rehab as well, and that is one of the goals that we. That we like and to then that's a lifestyle well. change. It is a lifestyle change. Because my dad change. was always, he did walk every day, did right. long walking, but it was it was tough for him to have to have a quadruple bypass, I can right, tell you that. Right, right. But he really, like I said, it was so real to me when I was looking at this and like, yeah, rehab, important. Certainly. So February is National Heart Health Month. Yes. In Valentine's Month, of course. Yeah. What do we know about heart disease? Wow. Well, heart disease... Um, in, you know, in under I, thirty minutes, in right? Under thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, I'm one of those people that I like to hear statistics, but I don't like to spout them out. But I'm going to try to give you a few. But anyways, here in uh, Pima County, heart disease is the second killer to yes, only to highest cause of death. Right, only to all the other cancers, all of the other cancers. It is second to all the other cancers. Now, nationally, nationally. Cancer is the number one killer. Now, that you know that still may not sound like a lot, but let's take women, for example, who's becoming uh, one of those populations that are, are frequenting uh, heart disease more and more. For women, one in thirty-one women will die of breast cancer, which is sad. That's a very sad statistic. But one in three. One in three women will die from heart disease. You are kidding me. That is the truth. And those, uh, those numbers come from American Heart and from the CDC. Like one and in three? Exactly. One in three. Women? Women. Oh, my gosh. We have to talk after this. Yes, we sure do. And, <laughs> oh, my and, you know, and, uh, oh, my I, gosh. That is shocking to right. me. And, like, it really and truly is shocking to me. And Gina, I don't want to get on my soapbox, but you can. This is soapbox city. <laughs> Feel free. But you know, uh, uh, the thing about heart disease is it's almost ninety percent preventable. Blows with, me away with our technology that we have today, with our information that we have today, we still tend 
to eat bad diets. We still tend not to exercise. We have these lifestyles of high stress. And that all combined leads to heart disease. Now, of course, you know, heart disease does, you know, kind of include or cardiovascular disease. It includes heart disease. It includes stroke. It includes the vasculature, peripheral vascular disease as well. But all those things lead to heart disease as well. And it leads to those deaths that can be prevented. So you have my attention. I walk around thinking I'm healthy. Mm -hmm. I know I should exercise Mm -hmm. a little more. Um, You know, my dad had a heart attack. But what are early warning signs for women? That's uh, a very, very good question. So the way I'm going to answer that is, first of all, uh, know your numbers. Know what your numbers are. Your cholesterol numbers, your your blood pressure numbers. Blood pressure numbers, everything. Now, um, the other thing to do is to really make sure that you're getting at least 30 minutes of exercise per day. That's the biggest thing. Eat a low-sodium diet. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go crazy and go on some, you know, fanatical, you know, uh, most of these heart-healthy diets are just a natural normal way to eat. We've gotten so used to these high fat foods. We've gotten used to fast foods. We've gotten used to eating out. Eating out now has it's become the norm. It's it, so true. It used to be maybe once once a week. When I was growing up, people. it was like once a month. Once a month, exactly. And now eating out has become the norm. Numerous people, times a week. Exactly. Numerous times a week. People leave their jobs in the afternoon, and instead of going to the grocery store and buying food that they should be preparing at home, they stop at McDonald's. They stop at Wendy's. They stop at, you know, even a lot of times now, because of all these to-go restaurants that didn't used to be traditional fast food restaurants, Olive Garden, uh, Chili's, all of those restaurants now are playing into that fast food. You call them as you leave their office, as you leave your office. And by the time you get to the restaurant, it's ready for you to pick up. Yeah, or you can order it on your phone for those tech-savvy people. And those are all non-locally-owned restaurants, I might add. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Always have to put put a plug in for the locals. But it's (laughs) really a good example. So, And I understand it it makes a little more sense about women then because, Mm -hmm. you know, my mom was a stay-at-home mom and loved it. And she cooked healthy meals and we had vegetables and salad and dessert. But she was there. And when I went to work, I loved it when we went out to eat. Right. You work all day. I mean, and I have a husband that helped. You know, we were partners in preparing the food and cleaning mm-hmm. up. He didn't expect mm-hmm. me to come home and work while he sat at the TV. But it's it's usually on the women. It shocks me. Right. Even with professional sure women. So eat out fast. Right. Exactly. No and, cleanup. And because traditionally women... And, you know, we may be seeing a shift in this a little bit later on in generations. But right now, the way it stands, um, women have been thrown into a role of high pressure. They've been thrown into a role where they probably didn't grow up exercising like a lot of boys did, like a lot of boys and men have done. And so, therefore, now they are really kind of pigeonholed into this structure of, well, I'm not used to exercising, but now I'm in this high-pressure job, and I don't know how to get out of that mold. And so, you know, what do we do about that? And the biggest thing to do is for for the women out there, something. 
anything. And educate yourself. And educate so yourself. So look at the, we know about heart disease. We know now, I mean, all of the cholesterol numbers, right. our blood pressure numbers, look at the diet that you eat. Exactly. And now we know it kills one in three women. Right. And it sure does. It's not the same symptoms either. I know we have no. to talk more about that, but right. for women, I mean, when my husband had a heart attack, it was classic, Sh- shooting pain down the arm, exactly. sweating, and we knew. Right. But women, it's a silent killer. It sure is. It is. And it, it really is. And a lot of times women, and they're, they're more apt to play off a lot of pain as well. You know, pain that they might be getting, you know, they, they, they don't uh, acknowledge it as much. You know, of course, we're used to saying, well, men are the tough guys and blah, blah, blah. But as soon as we, <laughs> as soon as we get a little, you know, pinch on the finger, we're like, we're screaming. <laughs> But, uh, but, uh, but for women, they tend to, uh, hold off on a lot of pain. In fact, the pain threshold is a little bit lower. I have no thresholds. I'm I'm your baby. I'm your big fat baby. Like, okay, I stubbed my toe. Do we need to go to the ER? (laughs) And, and, uh, and the other thing about it is a lot of the symptoms for heart attack in women are completely different for men. You know, instead of having the pain radiating down their arms, they might feel a pain in lower back. They might feel pain in the upper portion of the back, which, you know, when they go to a physician, when they go to one of these uh, minute clinics, you know, they may get pushed off. Oh, you know, you're just uh, having some reaction to something. They tend to get a little bit more indigestion uh, feeling for their uh, for their cardiac symptoms. So and it could easily be ignored. Exactly, can easily be ignored, even by a healthcare professional. But, you know, that is slowly t- starting to change. But, you know, that it's still out there, and that's something that we have to be aware it's of. It's huge. So in the spectrum of, there's a two-part question, of, you know, diet, exercise, and I would say de-stressing. Mm-hmm. Is there one that if you're just going to pick one, you really should pay attention to this one? Or is it really a holistic approach to heart healthy? Wow, that's a good one. Um, it is holistic. It really is. Um, like I tell some of my students, you know, it's like having a really nice car. And I'm going to say, um, let's say BMW. Let's say you have a really nice BMW. Let's say you polish the outside, which is probably analogous to lifting weights. Right. Okay. And you make sure that it looks good. But if you are putting bad gas into you're this toast. car, <laughs> yes. you're ultimately going to ruin analogy. the engine. Yep. And it's the same thing with your body. You know, you can do all the lifting. You can do all the exercise that you want to to make your body look good. But if you're feeding it bad food, high fat, saturated fatty acids, high cholesterol, high salt. Um, you know, you're just, you're not doing anything. It's good an for assault. Your body. It is. It's an assault. And it you know, really it's, is. I read the book younger next year, Chris Crowley. Oh, um, fantastic and book. W- whereas you said 90% of heart disease is preventable. Right. 70% of aging is preventable. Yeah. And that is it really is. a lot of that is. is tied to diet and exercise. Sure and the thing is, if you if you're eating right and you exercise, it pretty much has an impact on your stress level, right? Because it it's a whole thing. It so sure here's is. what I want to know: what your opinion is on this? Because it is very different schools of thought. Walking three thirty minutes a day for mm-hmm. like, five, and Chris Crowley says six days a week. Right. Like, and then on the right. a seventh day, you don't rest; you do something. Right, you do something. He's a maniac, though. Exactly. Um, is 30 minutes of walking okay, or do you really need to get your heart rate up? 
Wow. <laughs> okay. In your now, opinion. I, I don't want to take a stand on this because if 30 minutes is a great all answer. you have, yeah. if 30 minutes is all you have, if you're just starting off with your exercise, 30 minutes is fantastic. Do that. Um, if you can do more, please do more. I, I'm going to say that 30 minutes That's is probably the minimum. the minimum. Exactly. That is the minimum. And if you can break that up, and I don't mean break up the 30 minutes, but if you can break up those activities into different activities, that's even right. better. Okay. Uh, that's your, good. Your body is made up of a lot of different systems. You know, f of course, we're talking about the cardiovascular system right now, but it's also made up of the nervous system. And your nervous system needs training as well. You know, we're talking about your brain, training your brain as well. Um, but your movement, you know, there's a lot of movement disorders that that come about as we age. And a lot of that is because we just don't get enough balance activities as well. And so being able to do your cardiovascular activity, being able to do some sort of balance activity, and then of course you have to stress your muscular system as well. Doing some resistance training as well is probably the best way to do it. So focusing on one specific activity for 30 minutes, 30 minutes a day for a week, um, that's great if you're just starting off. But once you progress through that, start breaking those activities up. That's a really good answer. And it's just, I mean, you're looking in my eyes and I, it's the first thing to go on my list when right. I'm stressed. Right. It's like, I don't have time. Right. I don't have 30 minutes. Oh, do you know how much boy. I can get to in 30 time. minutes? Time. Don't get me started on time, oh. Gina. Start on time and okay. call me in a week and say, how's that working for you, Gina? <laughs> so, so here, Gina, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there uh, for, uh, for a long time. I worked in the TMC wellness department as well, and I developed an exercise program, seven minutes, seven minute exercise program, which will stress. It's mostly uh, resistance training, but it will stress your, uh, your muscular system. Seven and minutes, seven minutes. Now, I, and, and I usually throw that out there to people that tell me that they do not have time for exercise. But that seven minutes is probably the best seven minutes you can possibly spend for your body. And you're going to tell if me what have. that is before you leave this studio, right? <laughs> I sure will. <laughs> you're saying have, it on the air. <laughs> I don't have any of the handouts right now with me, but I can produce those fairly quickly. That is an answer. And you know, the thing is about exercise... I like exercise. That's right. what is so oh, weird. Yeah. I don't say, oh my gosh, I have to go exercise. Right. It's a time thing. Even walking in this neighborhood in this beautiful weather, sure. I love it. Sure. And it's a gift that we should give ourselves. And I put everything else in the calendar and I know I'm not alone. It's just right. like I need to really, and I exercise my whole life. When I had kids, I went to the gym at 530 to right. make sure I got in. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. That I got my exercise oh, yeah. in. It was like, sure. I wouldn't miss it. When I went on conferences, I brought my workout clothes in the gym before I did that. And now it's like, it's so easy to just stay in bed that other 30 minutes or chill. <laughs> right. And, you know, exercise becomes that schedule priority. It's just something that you put into your put daily Put yourself schedule. first. And I yeah. mean, this is, this is a message to me. So what are some of, do we cover all the prevention measures, things that you, people can do every day to create Heart healthy habits? Uh, yes. Uh, one thing that I would like to talk about, and it's related to that, is reducing your risk factors. Now, there are a few of your risk factors that you can't change, and that's your age. You can't change that. That Darn. Uh, you can't change your gender. You can't change that. Um, and you can't change your race. You can't change 
any of that. And, and only just because the only reason why I say that is because there's some, uh, some ethnic groups that tend to have a little bit higher propensity right. for heart disease right. than others. But uh, some of the other risk factors you can change. You can change your diet. You can watch your blood pressure by either one, staying on your medication if you are taking blood pressure medication. Um, let's see, what's another risk factor? Uh, watch your weight. You can control your weight as well. Um, and that so goes hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, that, those are real biggies. Exactly. And that goes hand in hand with uh, exercise and uh, proper nutrition. So in terms of TMC and their commitment to wellness, is there actually a place at TMC where you can learn about heart health and exercise? And is it just for patients or what's the no, deal? No, 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 no. TMC has gone beyond its walls to make sure that the public... Not surprised. Is <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> exactly. Me either. Uh, that uh, the public is informed as much as possible about prevention of a lot of diseases, but mostly... Um, a lot of the cardiovascular diseases. Uh, TMC sponsors so many outside events. Oh my uh, gosh, so many runs, so many walks. walks. Yeah, exactly. It's not just memorials. They're doing active live, exactly. get involved, and fun. Right, and and one of the one of my favorite places that TMC has is called the Core, and the Core is located. It's Long one Quintana. of my favorite places. Mrs. Green makes right. presentations right. there. Exactly. I love it. Right, right, and uh, right now on February twelfth, they actually have a they have a great talk about how to control atrial fib, uh, fibrillation. And so if you do have a AFib, you can uh, go to this talk. It's February 12th. And I wish I could quote the time for you right now, but I can't. But they can go to right. the Core at Lawn Cantata website exactly. and just they see sure all can. the other amazing exactly. offerings, including a presentation on February 19th by Mrs. Green. Right. About what Thank you. you put on your skin goes in. There's a little yes. commercial for my presentation, but it's it, going to be very informative. And it's, it's it's a cancer prevention program, Perfect. in my opinion. Yes. So the core is amazing. Right. It really is. And then, as I mentioned earlier, there's the El Dorado Senior Center. Well, TMC's Senior Center located right. in El right. Dorado. Right. And El Dorado is a hospital that has been converted, basically, into a senior, sit a senior center. And periodically, they offer... Uh, different classes, different seminars, and different programs. Uh, and you can probably find it all on the TMC on website. The TMC it's website. easy to nav navigate, and it's tmcaz.com. We'll do a shout-out at the end. And then the other thing that I have sworn I'm going to get involved with, but there it's like, oh, no, I can't do that. Meet me at Mainers and Meet Me Wednesdays. Oh, yes, indeed. Love them. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. Talk about Meet Me at Maynard's. Huge. Right, right exactly. Meet Me at Maynard's. Uh, it's, it's a it's a, a group walk slash run on Monday nights held downtown. And sponsored hundreds, hundreds of people. Hundreds of people. Hundreds. Families, right. older, exactly. younger, kids. Right. I mean, it's it's really good. Right, exactly. And, you know, that's been going on. And then they started it up, Meet Me at Wednesday nights at, at um, Lawn Cantata. Oh, at Lawn Cantata. Lawn Cantata. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really amazing. Fantastic. So um, eat well. Eat well. Be aware of your weight. Get your numbers checked um, exactly. on and on. And the other thing I'm, I wanted to ask you, and it, it's, it's not Stump Mike, um, it's is there an age where... Like the older you get, are you high at risk? Because with cancer, what's shocking to me now, it's trending where younger and younger right. and younger people are getting it. And of course, oh I know why. What they eat and the environment and our air quality. Yes. You know, yes, Dr. Gina. But um, is there 
Is that changing in the landscape? Because you've been involved for a long time. That is changing. And unfortunately for for the worse. Trending uh, younger? Yes, trending younger. We're starting to see younger, younger patients having so not not just the starting, but severe, severe heart disease. Um, so coronary plaque, oops, too much. <laughs> coronary plaque. We, that's uh, the two-minute warning, okay. which means this I'll, took, I'll like, say, we've, it feels like we've been on for five minutes, right. but that's okay. And I'll say this real quick, but coronary plaque starts building up as young as age 11, 11 Can years old. Can you find old. out if you have coronary plaque? You know, unfortunately, oh. there's no really easy way to find it out. But just be aware that it, it starts at what? At age 11. Age 11. I mean, it's just. But, uh, you know, typically uh, the average age for heart disease used to be 70s, 80s. Right. But now we're starting to see it trend down towards the 60s. 60s. And unfortunately, because, you know, our program consists of a phase one and phase two program. Phase one, we visit patients in the hospital right away as soon as they finish their, uh, their procedures. And uh, we're starting to see younger, younger people go through that. I'm glad you referred to younger people in their 60s. That right. You've got a lot of brownie points yeah. with me, mister. I can tell you that right now. So this has been delightful, informative, sure and you. hopefully inspirational for me and others. You know, I wish we would have call-ins and they'd say, so uh, Gina, are you on that exercise track again? Because it's the disconnect between the mind and my intellect, what I know. Right. I know it. And to know better ostensibly is to do better. And, you know, saying it out loud makes me excited because I get embarrassed if somebody asks me. So this has been great, Mike. Great. Really you, great. Gina. And thank you for sharing your Thanks. knowledge. February 21st, Mayor, Major, uh, Mayor Jim Brainerd, all aboard the goal of Mayor Brainerd. It's a great interview. I've already um, done it about his clean city called Carmel, Indiana. And then our uh, 23rd show is Christy Sirocco, Habistore Donation and Outreach Manager. It's going to be another great show. Thank you so much for being on the Mrs. Green's World Show. Make it a great green week, everybody.